The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. in verse 10. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My eyes shall also see my desire and my enemies. My enemies' ears shall hear my desire, the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, shall grow like a seed in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. And then go with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, please. And I want to read from verse 18. I will open rivers on the bare heights, the fountains in the midst of the valleys. I'll make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the acacia, the myrtle, and the wild olive. I will set the cypress in the desert, the plane tree, and the pine tree together, that men may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created this. Now, one of the things you notice, and wherever you see the blessing of the Lord, he always talks about the wicked being in dry places. In actual fact, the scripture says, when an unclean spirit is cast out, it goes walking in dry places. It goes to find dry places. When a demon is cast out of an individual. So I would always find that amusing. When I go preach in Arizona, I thought, Arizona must house all the demons I've cast out of people over the years because they all went to go walk in dry places or any desert place. But wherever there's life, there is an oasis. We studied that last week and we saw how the Bible says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. And a palm tree has an ability to grow in the middle of the driest place where nothing else can survive. And really, where there's springs of water that comes up in the middle of a desert place, which is what God wants to give to each and every one of us. God wants to make each one of you an oasis and an oasis celebrates. It celebrates life, blessing, God's goodness, God's grace. People can come to the oasis. They can be refreshed. As many people come here to get refreshed, that's what the healing school is about. That's what River University is about. People come in here, dried up, looking like a California raisin. They spend three years at River University. They get refreshed, they get renewed, and then God sends them out, and they go to a place that's dry, and then an oasis springs up, and wherever you go, you find a celebration. Every place that we go where the river is gone, we find a celebration. We find people celebrating. I don't know of any, really, there might be one or two, but I don't know of them. I don't know of any dead river church. People that come out of here go and Oasis springs up. And when I go there, I feel like I'm home. It's not like you have to go to some other place and you have to even drill to find water. Are you with me? You spend like three hours trying to find just a little bit of water. <laughs> But when you go to a place where the river is, where the, where the oasis is, there's life and there's celebration. Now, 
That could mean to say, I don't want to ever go anywhere that the river's not. I'm only going to river churches. But that's the reason why for years we've gone to dead places. There are many dead places that we went to and we spent four, six weeks at a time and then life sprung up and they became an oasis. Unfortunately, when we left, they took it back to a desert. And there was nothing I could do about that because the pastors didn't know what to do with life. They didn't know what to do when the people were set ablaze. They thought, oh, we better calm them down. We, we can't have this in the church. Brother Jack, he was a quiet individual, and now he's like shouting hallelujah. We need to tell Jack to be quiet. And Mary, she used to be really quiet, but now she's overboard. She's helping people. She's embarrassing us. I mean, we went shopping the other day at the mall. You won't believe what our congregation members were doing. They were praying for everybody. They were laying hands on the sick. I mean, I'm the pastor. I'm just putting myself in their shoes. I'm the pastor. I feel terribly embarrassed. Somebody said, is that one of your church members? Yeah, but they don't, they're not really. They just come every now and then. They're actually pastors. didn't know what to do with their people because the people were radical on fire. So when I go out and people tell me river people are at different places and they're laying hands on the sick and they're casting out devils, they're in a mall, they go to buy shoes, the, the, the attendant kneels down, puts shoes on them. They say, look, you're already on your knees going, Go ahead and pray this prayer after me right now. So when I hear that say, your river people, yeah, I'm not embarrassed by it. If they were embarrassed because they were over the top, I'm not because I'm over the top. They're just a reflection of what we do right here at the river. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So we're not here. We are not here to try to come to the place where we tone everybody down and get them into compliance and we want you to produce fruit, much fruit. And I see, when I look out over a crowd like this, I see palm trees. I, I see every person is a palm tree. Are you with me? And I see people flourishing. And something happened to me a couple of months ago. And um, it was on a, on a service, on, on, you know, in a service. And I looked out and suddenly I saw people. It was like I saw every one of you, but I saw you in heaven. And when I saw you in heaven, I saw your faces and they were shining. And, and then I, the Lord showed me the responsibility that we have over the flock of God to make sure that you run the race and that you get to the other side. And what I saw, I actually had to look again. I thought, these are, because we call people the saints of God. Okay, so you don't realize that you actually are one of the same. <laughs> You're not going to say, somebody said, Pastor, I'm an ain't. No, no, you are a saint. When, when Jesus saves you and he redeems you, then you're born again and you are a saint. So we actually are with the saints of God. Now, some people might not act like a saint, but that's just because they didn't realize they actually are a saint. Some people might act like an ain't. Somebody said, I have an ain't like that. My ain't Minnie, she's just like that. She is an ain't. All right. But the bottom line is when you, when you see people through the eyes of Jesus and you see them in the completed work of the cross of Calvary, you see what they can't see. And my job as pastor is to get you to where you are in the completeness of what God has over your life, even though you are currently a work in progress as I am myself. Can you say amen? 
You know, when I lost all that weight, people said, boy, you lost a lot of weight. I said, no, that was just scaffolding. All that weight was just scaffolding. When you build a building, you put all the scaffolding on. And I said, I was just under construction. You know, I was just being constructed. So, uh, you know, I, I lost all the weight. The scaffolding went away. I see there's a little bit more scaffolding today, but obviously I'm under construction. Only God knows what's happening. I'm not sure. But it has nothing to do with Cheetos because I put that away. I put away the former things. I put away, I left it for Pastor Ray Cheetos. Amen. So, say this often to me, I am a saint. I am an oasis. And an oasis celebrates. Your whole life will speak of celebration. When people come around you, it'll speak everything. Your wife, your children, your family, your, even your animals. Everything you have around you will speak of celebration. Are you with me? Amen. I've got an African gray parrot that talks in tongues. Or at least that's what we, we think he does. You know, they remember 500 words, you know. He'll call me and call my wife and call the staff. and he, You'll even hear him latte. People bring me a latte. Pastor, I brought you a latte. I didn't ask for it. It's, it's the parrot. Ask for a latte. <laughs> Go give him one. He wouldn't know what to do with it. He'd just look at it. So everything will speak of the oasis, which is what God, God has you here on the earth for right now at this time. You are here. Are you with me? To be an oasis in a dry and a thirsty land. Because things in the world are going to get drier. In the world, things are going to get drier. You're going to meet many people walking through the desert of life, thirsty and dry. And you're going to look at them and say, come follow me. And they say, where are you going? Saying, we're going to the river. Just over that hill, there's an oasis there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just over the hill, there's an oasis over there. You walk through the desert. I come from Africa, let me tell you. You go, I just mentioned Namibia because I talked about that last week. We had the pastors here from Namibia, 50,000 square miles of the hot burning sands of the Namib Desert. And if you climb over, they've got dunes bigger than this provision. You climb to the top of the dune, you go over the dune, you go to the bottom of the dune, you go up the other side, you go down. If you're three dunes away, you might get lost and never come out of there if you don't have a compass or know where you're going. Because a lot of people walk. Did you know that if you left to your own device, you actually walk in circles? Did you know that? 
If you, if you start out in a straight line, because of the way you walk, you lean to a side, you actually start walking in circles over miles. You think you're still going straight, but you're walking in circles. So people go in the desert, they just walk in circles till they drop dead. I meet many ministers walking in circles. How are you doing? Well, praise God, we just believe in the Lord for a breakthrough. I thought, weren't you doing that 10 years ago? <laughs> Boy, we're back at the same circle again. Do you, know, do you know how many people I meet walking in the desert place in a circle? They come to the river, they're here for two years, and then somebody offends them. Somebody makes a mess. I'm, le I'm leaving. And off they go. They go to another church. They, 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 the church is more calmer, and there's nobody really irritates them. So for five years, then, they get, then somebody, the cousin of the guy that offended them here, shows up there, and now they can't worship because they see that person. They start twitching. I'm, I'm leaving. They go to another church, and they're there for three years, then they get offended. So finally, they come back to the river. They say, Pastor, I'm back. I go, I didn't know you left. <laughs> no, because some people, if they leave, you notice they leave. You know what I mean? But these people never met, you never knew. They weren't winning souls. They're not happy. And on a person winning souls, an oasis is noticeable. A desert mound, a shrub, a tumbleweed. <laughs> Some Christians are like tumbleweeds. Some Christians are like cactus. Great to have the cactus family with us, brother and sister cactus. And all the prickly pears. I mean, they come to, they're going to get offended. We have people leave the church. They were offended because their three-year-old in the, in the kids, something happened. They didn't even know nothing. Whatever the kids said, that was the law. I'm taking you out of here now. You come to hug them and you come away with spiny things sticking out of you. you know what I mean? Look like you got attacked by a porcupine. Come here, dear brother. Come here, let me. <coughs> Can you pull these things out, please? Thank you so much. Come here. I'll show you what it is. It's like, hello, brother. How are you doing? It's good to see you today. Sorry. Every time they hug you, you walk back, your wife says, why is there blood coming out of the back end of your jacket? Come here, Pastor Jason, come here. We just want you to know we are behind you. We're behind you.
Let me put the little clip that I have here to show you what a desert looks like because you live in Florida. You don't know what a desert looks like. Some of you have never seen a desert. Some of you will never see a desert. Put it up. All right, that's the River Nile, which runs through the land of Egypt. And that's great to be on the banks of the Nile. But this is the desert. And it's miles and miles and miles. Actually, in fact, the Sahara Desert is bigger than the continental USA. Imagine walking around in circles there. I don't see any celebration there. Unless you are a lizard or some kind of desert adder or maybe a scarab beetle. You really want to be there, just freeze that. Freeze that. So in the middle of that, there are 90 major oases in the middle of the Sahara Desert, 90. And travelers knew, I said last week, you either have a one-hump camel or two-hump camel. I'm not sure which one gets a better mileage through the desert. But travelers knew that if they could make it to the oasis, they would have water. And at the oasis, they would have cattle, they would have chickens, they would have, you know, all kinds of food and stuff that they could eat. So an oasis, so I can bring it to me now. So an oasis is a place that supplies the people. I don't know about you, but when you've been walking for miles in the desert, when you come up on that, suddenly you get happy. First thing you do, have you seen the movies where they throw themselves into the water? Which you just want to make sure there are no crocodiles. Otherwise you go, ha! And the croc goes, praise God. Ooh! It's like the missionary went to Africa. He was in the bush. And he said, Lord, please don't let me bump into lions. But if I do, let me bump into a Christian lion. He came around the corner and there was this huge lion. And the lion sat back on his legs, put his two paws together and said, for what I'm about to receive, may the Lord make me truly thankful for. Amen. So, you don't want to, you don't want to meet a Christian lion. But you have to see yourself as an oasis. If all you do is see yourself as a desert place, you won't celebrate. Desert doesn't celebrate. An oasis celebrates. You have to speak everything of the oasis into your life. You have to declare it over your life, over your family, over your children. Basically say this. And I know it sounds terrible what I'm about to say because you actually do care. But you, but you have to say, I don't really care what's happening out there. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to flourish. And we will walk in the blessing of God. And you have to remind yourself on these things Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You've got to talk these things all the time. It can't just be something that you do at church on a Sunday. 
That, that is not going to cut it. Speaking along those lines about church, yeah, you are at Oasis, but you can't live here. We had one lady write to us and she wanted us to put a little house here under the pavilion. One of those tiny homes. Please, pastor, can I buy a tiny home and put it under the pavilion? What, are we going to end up with a neighborhood? Imagine I'm trying to preach and somebody's got a tiny home on the corner here. They're sitting there, the dog's looking at me, she's waving from the front porch. Do you know that if I allowed that, people would build a tiny home right here? Do you know that? Can I live in the lobby? Can I stay in one of the booths? No. We don't have a booth big enough for you. God wants to flourish you wherever you are. Somebody says, yeah, but do you know where I live, Pastor? Listen, your whole neighborhood's going to be blessed because of you. Your whole neighborhood's going to be blessed. Drug dealers are going to move out where you live. Amen. Hallelujah. In your neighborhood, all the schools are going to get saved. Why? Because the oasis celebrates. What are you going to do this whole week? You're going to be celebrating this whole week. Don't let me catch you not celebrating. Amen. You're going to be celebrating. This whole week. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said, yeah, but there hasn't been much rain. Don't worry. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Hallelujah. Yeah, but pastor, it's just little old me. I'm just a little palm tree. It don't matter, you're still a palm tree. Palm trees grow. Hallelujah. Where you are now is maybe not where you want to be, but where you are right now is a whole lot further than you used to be. It's a whole lot further than where you were. Even just think back the last three years. Amen. You say, how can you say that? Because I can see, I can see people flourishing. Besides that, when I look at you, I'm not looking at you where you are now. I'm looking at you where you're ending up. 
And I'll tell you what, if you knew where you're going to end up, you'd jump up right now and shout and give the Lord glory and praise. Amen. You'd be excited about it. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's not finished with me here. Say, I'm under construction. Say this on me, say, I'm a whole lot further than I used to be. You know, when you get around, life actually celebrates. I can hear it in the early morning where I live out in the middle of the forest. I mean, at first light, you can hear the birds and they take over and they begin to make a noise. And then I can hear my, my cows begin to make the, the cattle a lowing, you know, because now they want their food and they'll, they'll bellow until somebody comes, you know. And you can just, life is on the move. Life is making a noise. Even my old jackass, Eeyore, will start making a noise when he thinks that he needs to get some attention, you know. The chickens are running around. They make a noise. With this life, there's always celebration. Are you with me? You can even hear the sound of the crickets and the sound of the frogs right after the rain. The sound of the mosquito wings as they fly by. If you're visiting from out of state, they are the national bird of Florida as a mosquito. They are using them as helicopters for some of the news agencies. See yourself. I saw myself. We saw ourselves when we started out. We saw ourselves in this moment. Somebody said, yeah, but it took you 42 years. Well, I mean, we haven't been in the desert for 42 years. But it took us a number of years to see the first breakthroughs. And the oasis was small. But then it got bigger. And 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 then it got bigger. Can you say amen? But you just keep moving. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I'm getting bigger. I'm getting bigger. I'm getting bigger. Those in ministry, where your ministry is now is not where it's going to end. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. An oasis celebrates. 
Let this week be a week of celebration in your life. Can you say amen? And then just what, what you need to do is just stop for a moment and just begin to thank the Lord. Just thank him for his goodness. And do that, do that several times during the day this week. Just stop and just begin to thank the Lord. Just begin to thank him. Just thank him for his goodness. Thank him for the little things. Amen. Somebody said, Pastor, what do we do with Christians that have been blessed, but they don't see that they're already blessed? Pray that one of the coconuts fall out of the tree and smack him in the head. You know, there's nothing like a coconut coming out of a tree, smacking you in the head to wake you up. Or just pray for one of the birds to fly over and drop one of the offerings. Amen. <laughs> That'll wake you up quickly. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to remind people where the Lord brought them from. And you have to show them where God brought them from. Do you, do you see? Do you actually see what the Lord's actually done for you? Why are you moaning? Why are you upset? Don't you realize you've already moved? You're already in a whole new place. Amen. They've allowed the devil to bring them into his realm and put on the devil's virtual reality glasses and they're walking in the devil's virtual reality realm. It's a place of impossibility. It's a place where they're going to go under. It's a place where they won't succeed. It's a place where they cannot thrive. But when you take that off, suddenly you begin to see with your, your eye, you begin to see, with, this is it. This is what we've been praying for. This is what we've been crying out. That God has brought us into this place for such a time as this. This is the greatest hour to be alive. This is not an hour to live in fear. This is not an hour to worry what's happening in Washington, D.C. or what's happening in the United Nations, what's happening in the Ukraine or Russia. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be famine on every side. But the church of Jesus Christ shall march triumphantly and shall march through the land. We're going to see the greatest harvest of souls. People are going to come into the kingdom. Whole cities and regions will be shaken. Nations will be shaken by the hand of God. And even if they shut down all travel, they don't know anything about Philip's transport. Which suddenly you find yourself at a place. Somebody said, where do you go? I'll go anyway. If he wants to transport me like that, I'm there in a heartbeat. Back. Hallelujah. Somebody said, where do you get that from? The book of Acts. The book of Acts. Philip was preaching to the eunuch. The eunuch got baptized in water. And the unit turned around and Philip wasn't there. He was gone. He was found 90 miles away at a place called Azotus. 90 miles. 
90 miles away. Now you're talking. Hallelujah. That's why people said, I said, why do you do the double shots and all the boosters? I wanted to travel. I can think of better ways of committing suicide over a period of time. Somebody said, Pastor, if you get translated, do you get the choice on when you're ready? Okay, let's go now. What if I'm just come out of the shower? I said, I think the Lord can coordinate the time properly. Amen. Just as long as you don't get stuck where you are. That you actually can come back. Because it's not just about getting there, it's about getting back. Can you say amen? We had people leave Australia and go to South Africa. They went from the frying pan in the fire. Hello. No matter where you are. And I want to say this to all those watching internationally. People said, Pastor Rodney's in America. The only reason he didn't bow was because of the Constitution. If I was in your country, I would have been in prison probably permanently or they would have killed me. But I would never have bowed. It's got nothing to do with where you live. It's got to do with the principle that they are violating the kingdom of God and they're violating the gospel of Jesus Christ and wanted to shut the church down. And you have to decide how essential is the church. If the church can just shut down, was it essential to begin with? Well, I'm of the opinion from the word of God that the church is the most essential thing in the earth today. Can you say amen? And the people of God are essential. That's why we remain open and we'll never close. And I'm not trying to hop on it, but I'm just telling you what the plans are. Amen. And that's why you're not going to close. That's why you're going to do what God's called you to do. Can you say amen? Some said, well, if we do that, we'll be violating in our country. We'll be doing illegal stuff. You mean you'll be joining the government? Huh? You mean you'll be joining the government and doing the legal stuff? Amazing. At the oasis, there's joy. This healing, this provision, this blessing, this nourishment, this sustenance.
It's the sound of life. It's the sound of life. Just lift your hands right where you are. Let every one of the oasis celebrate your goodness and your grace this day. Even as the palm branches are lifted up under this pavilion today, even as we celebrate the king, People are being healed right now, right across this place. Burdens are being lifted right now. Bondages are being broken right now. Addictions are going right now. Creativity, creative ideas. God's dropping things into your spirit right now. God's giving people direction for this next week. The Lord's telling you that the trip you thought you were going to make next week is two weeks away. You'll be encouraged. You'll be encouraged in the Lord. <laughs> He's strengthening you right now. He's encouraging you right now. He's renewing you right now. He's reviving you right now. And Oasis celebrates. It celebrates the goodness of God. This life, this life around you, this life everywhere you go. Wherever you go in the desert places, life shall spring forth. This week shall be a week of life springing forth everywhere you go. That's okay, he moved you from Los Angeles. It's fine, he moved you from LA. I mean, if you moved from LA, you'd also be acting like that.
And you, you come, did you come from Sacramento? Is it Sacramento? Where did you come from? Fresno. Both of them from California. It's amazing how the people from California are like happy, over the top happy, and people from Florida. People from Puerto Rico. When people got out of California, they went, I'm free. Come on, come on, come on, come on. An oasis celebrates the goodness of God. An oasis is not worrying about surviving. An oasis survives all by itself. An oasis is fueled by what's on the inside of the oasis. Springs of living water that spring up from the depths. There's not enough heat to dry up the water supply that you carry. Now, let me close with this. This has to spread throughout the city this week. That means everywhere you go. So he said, I'm busy. Yeah, but your hands can still be moving. Laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, leading people to Jesus, telling people about Jesus everywhere you go. And they say, why are you so happy? An oasis celebrates. An oasis celebrates the goodness of God. That's all they have to ask you. Why are you so happy? Let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. Let me tell you what he did for me. I used to be in the desert. But my whole life has changed. And your life can change too. I want to introduce you to Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. How many are so glad that he found you? How many are so glad that he called you by name? How many are so glad that he brought you out?
Just bow your heads for a moment right across this pavilion, if you would. You in your homes by way of television. I want to give an invitation. If you're here today, you're watching my television, you've never given your life to Jesus, you never said, Jesus, come and save me. What would happen if today was your last day on the earth? You breathed out your last breath and you died. Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And you don't have to go to the devil's hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid and the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners' blood. Beneath that flood lose all the guilty stain. Right now, the power of God is here to save you and to deliver you. All you have to do is surrender and say, yes, Lord, that's me. Maybe you gave your life to the Lord in days gone by, but you've grown cold. You're not serving God like you should. You've allowed the things of the world to come in. You've lost that first love, that passion, that joy that you once had. But today you say, I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. He loves you. And he calls you. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and ever laden. I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He calls you. Will you surrender? All you have to do is surrender. You know, when they went into Jerusalem and they were, they were shouting and screaming on that day and putting palm branches down, they said, you know, they make too much noise. They told Jesus they're making too much noise. He said, if they don't praise me, the rocks and the stones are going to cry out. And I purposed in my heart was I was a little boy when I read that. And I wasn't going to be a rock or a stone. I was not going to let a rock and stone do my job. Will you come back to him today? Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, Something grabbed me, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust. It clogged my heart. And I go around and everybody thinks I'm okay and I say the right words, but really I'm not right. But today I want to be right. Today I want to come back. I used to be an oasis, but I'm not anymore. But today I want to be. I want to celebrate. I don't want to be a shrub. I don't want to be like a desert place. Maybe you're here, you're watching in your homes and you gave your life to the Lord many years ago, but you've grown cold. You're not serving God like you should because a storm came against your life that shocked you, rocked your world. A sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked your world knocked the wind out of your sails, knocked your breath away, but today you say, I'm coming back. He loves you so much. And then lastly, maybe you're here or you're watching and you say, Pastor, I love the Lord, but I'm not sure of my salvation. I want to make sure. I want to know that I know that I know I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are, quickly, Put your hand up and say, pray for me. Raise up high. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you right at the back. Thank you over on this side. 
slip it up high. Let me see it. Just slip it up high and say yes. Right on that side. Anybody else? Quickly lift it up high and say yes, Lord. Yes. Today is my day. Once you've raised it, you can put it down. I want you to look at me right now, please, everybody. On this far side here, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Quickly slip your hand up and say, include me. Don't forget me. Add me in. Add me in. I already see your hand, sir. This section in the middle, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up. Bless you. Then the far side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Slip your hand up right now. I want every person to raise your hand. I want you to stand right now. I want you to stand quickly. Stand. <clears throat> stand all across the building. If you raise your hand, stand right now. I want you to come from where you are. Bring your personal belongings and come and stand right here. We're going to lead you in a prayer. Come. Come. He calls you today. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. Before me, the world behind me, no turning back, you can take the whole world and give me Jesus. The whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. Stretch your hand down towards these precious ones as we pray. Those of you that are standing here, you watching in your homes, pray this together with me. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. Just pray this out loud right now. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart 
that God has raised you from the dead, I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the power of the blood, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now, Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com. 